Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Good Morning Family, a podcast of my weekly sermons. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a special sermon for you every now and then. I hope this podcast is good news for you. If you find these words helpful, please rate and review my podcast on iTunes or on whatever host you found it. Thanks for your help and for being part of the family. And now, here's this week's sermon. Listen and enjoy. Hello, family. It's Christmas Eve. This is the night for us to celebrate Isaiah's ancient words coming true in the person of Jesus Christ. This is the night when we celebrate God's love entering our world in tangible form. Finally, our long wait is over. And we know a thing or two about waiting this year, don't we? You know, the Christmas Eve service is one of the highlights of every year. I always look forward to our gathering together to sing the carols, to hear the lessons, and to share Christmas treats with one another. But since we cannot meet together in person this year, my hope is that you'll find this video kind of fills in the gap a little bit. So I invite you to sing along with us, listen to the words of Holy Scripture, and celebrate God's love that came to us in the form of a baby in a little town called Bethlehem. Savior's birth. Long may the world in 
Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For the Lord, the gods of the nations, are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Verse 11. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it, 
with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. about you, but I never get tired of hearing the story of the birth of Jesus. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. As we've heard, some of the oldest scriptures in the Bible point forward to the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. Now, here the story is told to us in the Gospel according to Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, 
Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Several years ago, there was a cable TV show called Inside the Actor's Studio. The host, James Lipton, invited notable actors and writers and directors to talk about their careers and how and why they do what they do. Lipton always ended each episode by asking his guests a series of 10 questions. And the last question was always this, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Granted, it's a strange question for Christmas Eve, but it is an interesting question to ask yourself every once in a while. On one particular episode, the guest was the famous movie director Steven Spielberg. At the end of the interview, Lipton asked, If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you get to the pearly gates? Spielberg's answer was interesting. Steven Spielberg wants to hear God say, thanks for listening. When you stop to think about it, much of the Christmas story is really about listening, isn't it? When the angel Gabriel arrived to tell Mary the news that she would bear the Christ child, Mary listened. When the angel told Joseph in his dreams that Mary would have a son, Joseph listened. The shepherds listened when the angels announced, Peace on earth and good news of great joy. Tonight we hear the stunning message again. A Savior has been born. We hear, but do we listen? God says he loves us by sending his Son to us. He spares no expense to show us love and grace and mercy. Are we listening? Jesus comes to walk with us and to love us, to carry our burdens and to forgive our sins. Jesus comes to usher us into the mystery of faith. Do we listen? Jesus comes to tell us that God loves us no matter what, and he invites us into a personal relationship with the God of the universe. Are we listening? Hearing and listening are not the same thing, you know. Hearing is passive. Listening, on the other hand, implies and requires action. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell, but do we act on this good news? Sometimes it's hard to listen, isn't it? The world can be loud and distracting, making it difficult for us to hear Jesus, especially when, as the Bible tells us, 
God speaks in a still, small voice. So Christmas Eve is a prime opportunity to quiet ourselves so that we can listen and act on God's message of love. Will you act on what you hear? Can you listen and believe that God loves you so much that he sent his son to be your savior? Jesus came to us as a babe in Bethlehem, and he still comes to us in the most unexpected places, at the most unexpected times, and in the most unexpected ways. Christmas is God's great invitation to you to listen, to embrace, and to believe that he loves you no matter what. Can I pray for you? If it's okay, I'd like to use words from the last verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem as our prayer. Okay? Let's pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Help us, Lord, to listen to embrace, and to believe that you love us no matter what.
thank you for joining us. Thanks again to all of our readers and to Joe Holt for his rendition of Silent Night. Now receive these words of benediction. May you be filled with the wonder of Mary, the obedience of Joseph, the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the determination of the Magi, and the peace of the Christ child. May Almighty God in his love and grace bless you now on this holy night and forever. Amen. Amen. Have a very merry Christmas. Thank you.